minutes away from your team's first right title. Right it's only one quarter till your name hangs with idols. Preparation, everything, fundamentals, vital. Each game is survival. Never be trusted. I ride a diesel through your sound like the Miami Heat. South Beach, they be showing us love. Takes it up. Oh, yeah, man. Riot's a rip. National Basketball Association. To the rim. It's tip-off time on the NBA 2K League Show, brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. The NBA 2K League Show is your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week. I am your host, Kevin Draves, joined by my NBA 2K League analyst, Rob Hess, covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. All right, so on this week's show, we are going back to rebuilds. This week, we are taking a look at rebuilding the Sacramento Kings, a team that has a lot of good options, a lot of good young players. So the team is going to be perfect as far as trying to rebuild. They've probably surprised a few teams this season. But again, they don't exactly have championship aspirations with the current roster. So let's see what we can do if we make some changes and we move on from some of these players. So going down the list, we have De'Aaron Fox. And actually, we'll go uh, by position. So point guards are De'Aaron Fox, Yogi Ferrell, Frank Mason. And look at that, 20 years old, 25 and 24. So you've got some good youth there. De'Aaron Fox, an 83 overall at just 20 years of age, could end up being a superstar and could be one of the reasons we do end up hopefully winning a championship in this rebuild. Again, before we go any further, actually, I should go over the rules. You have five years on the rebuild in order to see just how good you can be. So far, the record was the Wolves winning a championship. Overall, I would say the Magic were probably a little more consistent in terms of getting better. But one championship with the Wolves is so far our most successful rebuild. So it is five seasons. It is just one episode of the NBA 2K League show here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. So not multiple episodes, but we have this one-hour episode to complete the five seasons and see how good we can do. Moving on to the shooting guard portion of the roster, we have Buddy Heald, who is a 79 overall. Not bad at 24, but not, not ideal. You have Bogdan Bogdanovich. Iman Shumpert, you have Ben McLemore. Definitely some guys on that list we'd look to move on from. We have Justin Jackson. We have Troy Williams, both 23 years old at the small forward position. We jump to power forward, and there's a plethora of players here. You have Marvin Bagley III, obviously, is one of the cornerstones here at 19 years of age. Zach Randolph. Nemanja Bialica, definitely one of the more underrated players in the league, I would say. Scal Labissier. I'm a huge Scalabizier fan. I keep hoping he's going to pan out. Just 22. You have Wenyan Gabriel, which is their two-way player. Could be an interesting addition going forward. Rounded out with centers, we have Willie Cauley-Stein. We have Costa Kufus. And Harry Giles is your last one. So a number of pieces to watch out for in this scenario. So... The first thing we're going to look at is trying to move some of these pieces that we know are not going to be a part of this team long-term, see what we can get for them. So we start off with the 37-year-old Zach Randolph, go through the trade finder, 
hoping we can get some sort of a deal together that's going to make us better long-term, maybe get some draft pieces, see what we can build around. Uh, right off the bat, we have a really nice option. Zach Randolph in a second for a top-five first-round pick protected and Antonio Blakeney from the Bulls. You know, the Bulls are not a great team, so I think that's probably going to be one of the best options we're going to have in terms of getting not only a young, talented player, but also getting a pick. It's, it's pretty tough to beat that. Uh, another nice option would be the Lakers lottery-protected pick and Michael Beasley. The problem, again, is if the Lakers struggle, we're not getting that pick. And that's why I think one of our best options will be the first trade we looked at. Wes Johnson and an unprotected first from the Pelicans, is not, that's not too shabby. We have Langston Galloway and a top three protected first. Uh, based on what I'm seeing here, I think our best option is still going to be the trade with the Bulls. A lot of the other teams that we're getting offers from, I don't love as much. So Blakeney ends up being the trade here. So not a bad get as far as a trade for Zach Randolph is concerned. Moving forward, looking at the rest of the roster, we still have other trades that we can look to make that are probably going to make us better long-term. Nemanja Bielica will keep, but Costa Kufis, just not a fan of his. Uh, he's an okay player. I mean, it's not like he's a bad player necessarily, but I do think there's going to be better options available to us. We have Bismarck Biombo, who we have grabbed in other trade scenarios. The, the only downside with Bismarck is he doesn't have a player option after this year. But we do get a second-round pick in that deal, which could end up uh, being a, a nice thing to grab as far as this scenario is concerned. Not a lot of other great options in terms of trades. You know what? This isn't bad. Wes Johnson and a second. I don't mind this at all. We're going to actually take that trade more than likely because I don't see anything else jumping off the page. You know, Jan Mahimi and a lottery-protected first isn't too bad. You know, even though we'd have him for two seasons and we do take we get up another center, unfortunately, I think getting that first-round pick is worth it, even though it's lottery-protected from the Wizards. We're going to take that deal. Uh, you know, I think you can make production out of Jan Mahimi if you have to. You don't have to play him either, or we can end up just cutting him if need be. So getting that first-round pick I think is definitely worth it as far as the long-term uh, flexibility is concerned. Another player to look to move on from would be Iman Shumpert. I don't think he offers too much to a rebuilding franchise, and so I think moving on from him is probably going to be our best option. He only has one year left on his deal, so you don't want to take on a ton of extra salary or you know extra crap space. We will see what all we're going to be offered. So far, not a lot of great options. Dwight Powell, uh, Shabazz Napier, we have uh, Mason Plumley in a second, but again, Mason Plumley's got multiple years left, and so that's not really what we're looking for. Doesn't look like there's a lot of great options available to us. Most of the deals we're being offered, we're end up taking on players that really are going to hurt us long term as far as the overall value. You know, it's interesting. It's not great, but I'm going to do this. We're going to trade for Bismarck Biombo in a second. Unfortunately, Bismarck probably will take his player option, but. That's okay for now. We're getting an extra pick, and it's at the most, it's just one other additional year. So we have uh, definitely grabbed a few centers uh, so far as far as this is concerned. But, again, you're getting draft picks, and so that's going to help in terms of any sort of rebuild we're running into. So I, I'm not too uh, upset about that. Taking a look at what else we have, I think Ben McLemore is another player that just doesn't really fit into the cards with what we're trying to build here. Again, he's just on a one-year deal, but if you can get any sort of a draft pick compensation or even if someone just for some reason wanted to send us a, a, a decent young player, that's not bad. Hornets, so Ben McLemore and a second. 
for uh, a top three protected first in 2020. Uh, I would say that's definitely the leader in the clubhouse at this point. A lot of the other trades we're being offered are not great. A couple of young pieces, but nothing that really stands out based on the va- the overall value that we're getting in a lot of these deals. We could trade Wenyan Gabriel and Ben McLemore for Andre Roberson, obviously a good defender, and Tyler Davis, a good young center on a two-way contract. That's not bad because you're getting Andre Roberson in the deal. And at least it, you would ha- it would help you out somewhat in terms of being able to defend. But I think we're going to go the route where we don't take on another player. And so we will make that trade for the first-round pick with the Charlotte Hornets. So I like that deal for us as well. Looking at some of the other pieces that we could possibly move on from. You know, I don't dislike most of the other pieces on the team. So I think we're going to just stand firm with what we have now. So taking a look at the roster after we've made our initial changes and our initial trades. So we still have Fox, Farrell, and Mason. We have Antonio Blakeney now, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Buddy Heald. Justin Jackson and Troy Williams are our small forwards. Marvin Bagley, Nemanja Bielitsa, and Scal are our power forwards. And then centers, obviously, is where we had the biggest overhaul. Willie Cauley-Stein, Harry Giles, and then Bismarck Biambo and Jan Mahinmi. But again, we pick up those centers because we end up grabbing some nice draft picks. So we are going to jump ahead to around the trade deadline, take a look and see if anything's out there or available, and see how the team is doing so far. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Early on, we did have some uh, pretty significant injuries as Scott Lubissier broke his hand, Harry Giles broke his leg, which I was then reminded that we do turn off injuries in these scenarios. So injuries have been turned off. Those players did eventually come back. We did jump to the trade deadline, or like right before it, tried to make some deals as far as some of the players we really don't want, whether that's Jan Mahinmi, whether that's Bismarck Biombo, but... We did not really have any suitors for either of those players. So as we're simulating through here, we're sitting at 22 and 27, which not too shabby. The one thing I've noticed is the Lakers are really trying hard to get De'Aaron Fox. Although the goofy thing is they went from offering more. So originally it was Brandon Ingram and some picks. Now they want us to include a pick and they're just offering Brandon Ingram. It's like, well, I don't think we're going to make a worse deal than the one you already offered us. Plus we're sitting at a a healthy clip as far as our first year is concerned. Why mess with the chemistry? And I think the part of the thing we're doing here is De'Aaron Fox is part of what we're rebuilding with. So there's no reason to move on from him. But a lot of the other offers we've been gotten that we've been given throughout this scenario, they've not been great. So part of the issue we're going to run into is uh, having some of these players that aren't exactly valuable on the, on the trade market, which is tough. And the guys that you're you're looking to keep are the only guys that are really valuable as far as what assets the Kings have, whether that's Harry Giles, De'Aaron Fox. We've had a number of different offers for Buddy Heald, but just none of those really end up hitting the, you know, hitting the button like, wow, we really want to make that deal. So we are actually at the trade deadline now, which it's going to be important to at least take one last look and see if anyone's thinking, you know what, I really could use Bismarck Biombo, or I really could use you know, Jan Mahinmi. Although I'm guessing, oh, actually, uh, interestingly enough, someone's willing to take him on. So Jan Mahinmi could net us just one year of Luke Cornett, 23-year-old center. That's a win-win for us. I'm glad we checked. Definitely good to get that money off of the books. And taking a look at the other player we tried to move on from earlier, which was, so Bismarck Biombo is the other guy we'd probably move if we can. 
the offers weren't bad or weren't good, but they weren't bad either. If that makes sense. It was one of those things where it was kind of a lateral move and it, it didn't really guarantee us anything. And it looks like that's all we're getting still is just not great deals. Miles Plumley has been a very popular trade candidate, but it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to trade for him when he actually has that extra money and those extra years. So we're just going to pass on that for now, and we'll stick with the, the team we have currently. We'll just make that one single trade, and now we're going to simulate through the rest of the regular season. 22-32 and 32 is our record at the trade deadline. Moving on from Jan did drop our chemistry quite a bit because you know he was probably a piece that was playing some pretty significant minutes, just given that we're lacking a lot of talent on this team, and he's a solid veteran. Since we made that move, we are winless, so we have lost... Oof, at this point, we've lost seven games in a row. Not exactly ideal, but we are rebuilding. So if it's going to get us a better draft pick, not the end of the world. We are passing the trade deadline, or sorry, the contract extension deadline also. But that doesn't really matter in terms of the purposes of what we're building here. Because we took a look earlier, and there's only a one player that's even able to possibly re-sign right now. And that's Bismarck. He's, he's looking to test free agency, plus we're not looking to re-sign him. So it's worth it for us to just simulate through the rest of the season. 24-42 and 42 is our current record. We are struggling quite a bit, but again, not exactly unexpected. We don't have a ton of talent. The talent that we do have isn't good enough to be able to carry a team. Generally in 2K, throughout these simulations, you need at least one or two guys in the high 80s to low 90s if you're going to make any sort of a splash or have any sort of a, a decent record as far as having an untalented team. you got to have at least some top-heavy talent, which at this point, while we do have top-heavy talent, our top-heavy talent is in the low 80s, and the rest of the team is just low 70s, and that's why we're struggling quite a bit so far. 26 and 63 is our current... 26 and 53, sorry, is our current record. We have two games to go. We win against the Pelicans. Nothing wrong with that. And then our last game of the season, we lose to the Blazers. Jumping ahead, though, to the superlatives. By the way, 28-64 and 64 is our record. Giannis Antetokounmpo is your MVP. Rookie of the year, DeAndre Ayton. Sixth man of the year is Dennis Schroeder. And defensive player of the year is Giannis. Most improved is Serge Ibaka. And Nick Nurse is your coach of the year. Looking at all NBA teams, no shocker, we are not on any of those with the roster that we're currently sitting with. Taking a look at some of the other, so all, all defensive awards, we do not have those either. Do we have an all-rookie? We do. Marvin Bagley III. One thing I'll mention about him is if you are doing simulations, he is a player you definitely want to target. Gets pretty good in this game. Multiple all-star games, makes all-NBA uh, first and second team a few times, I believe. So sky is the limit for a talent like Marvin Bagley in these simulations. So it works out pretty good if you're doing any sort of a my league simulation or even if you're playing my league he's a guy you can definitely target that's going to make your team uh, pretty valuable so it's definitely worth your time so going through the simulation of the playoffs looks like golden state is likely going to take this one although the lakers made the western conference finals so kudos to them warriors versus sixers in the finals two games to two three games to two and four games to two so steph curry leads the way as the mvp of the finals and season one is in the books we have four more seasons to hopefully make this team uh, a, a little better. We, we definitely have a long ways to go. 
Starting off, as always, at the league meetings is going to be the first spot we look at. Everything does get rejected. The closest thing is changing how many players are named to the All-Star game. So nothing to see here. We jump to the draft lottery, which is obviously going to be pretty important for us. We are sitting at the, taking a look at the Kings. We must have, unfortunately, traded our pick because we actually do not have it. Yep, so the Celtics actually have the rights to our pick, uh, a trade we did not make, obviously. But that is going to be most unfortunate as far as we are concerned because it wasn't protected. It is just their pick. So that's a, not a great way to start off the season as far as a rebuild is concerned, losing a top 10 pick when you're not a great team. But with players taking the next step, clearing some space on the books, I still like our chances of being able to at least take the next step after this offseason. So we'll go through staff signings. We'll come at you at the draft and free agency. Take a look and see how the Kings are able to continue this rebuild. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Now, due to the unfortunate circumstances of the GM that was around before us, he obviously struggled a bit, so we have nothing but second-round picks available to us, unfortunately. But a couple guys actually did end up uh, sliding to us. That could be pretty good. Uh, actually, a number of guys. We have Moses Brown. We have Emmanuel Quickly, Jordan Brown, all 20 years of age, and actually Andrew Nembhard. Uh, all those guys are 20 years of age, and actually... Uh, Kavan Moore. So there's a number of players in this draft class that actually are, are pretty solid. And so we actually have a maybe a pretty good look at maybe getting some top talent if we can. Now, again, we just have second round picks, but a number of really good ones available. We have the seventh pick in the second round and we have the ninth pick in the second round. So and the 14th pick. So we're going to have uh, some pretty good options here for us as far as we are concerned. Now, Best available player is Moses Brown. We don't necessarily need a center, but he's just too good to pass up at this point. We can't afford to let him slide, so we're going to grab him with that next pick. He is seven foot one, two 241 pounds out of UCLA. So now we're going to hope that the really good point guard that's available is not going to go to the pick between us. So now it is the... Oh, and he does end up going. We're going to have to see what we can do to, to actually trade for him because he is an absolute... A really good talent as far as statistically we're concerned. We have Kavon Moore is another player that we had targeted. I think he's going to make a lot of sense as far as, so he's a small forward, which we could use a top tier small forward. He's only 19 years of age, six foot eight, seven foot wingspan. I think he's going to fit in nicely along the other players that we already have on the roster, plus all the players that we actually drafted. So looking at who is still available, we have uh, that Andrew Nemhard is still available. We also Javon Quinterly is available. Javon Quinterly actually gets really good in this game, and he's 19 years of age. He is a point guard. We're going to grab him. He actually gets really solid as far as this draft class is concerned. We are using a custom draft class for the 2019 draft. So far, I would say a complete home run as far as what we've been able to build. Lastly, it looks like uh, small forward is going to be a pretty good option based on who's actually available. There's another center, but the last thing we really need right now is going to be another center. So we're going to grab this small forward and hopefully give us a little more position flexibility. He is a six foot seven small forward out of Missouri State. So not too shabby. A number of great options as far as this first draft was concerned. 
You know, it's unfortunate we couldn't have a top pick as far as Zion Williamson or R.J. Barrett, but still really good players here. So Moses Brown's a 76 at just 20 years of age. Kavon Moore, 74. Javon Quinterly, a 74. And Robert Wooder, the second, a 73. That's a up, huge upgrade, and we're going to actually sign every single one of those players. Looking at who accepted, who declined, we had Frank Mason. He has a team option. We're going to decline that. And we're also going to decline Yogi Ferrell's option. Bismarck Biombo, unfortunately, does accept. We're going to look to trade him if we can. And that's the team and player options. We have qualifying offers we put out to Troy Williamson as well, although I don't love him, and he's just a 72 overall. We're not going to offer him a qualifying offer. We will, however, offer a qualifying offer to Willie Cauley-Stein, and then the player we traded for, Luke Cornett, we're going to let him walk as well. I just don't see the benefits of going after him at this stage. Jumping into free agency, there are a number of big names available. Kyrie Irving is unrestricted. You have Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant. All these players are restricted free agents. First guy we will jump forward to try to maybe have a chance at is going to be Kevin Durant. Offered a monster deal to him. We already have a pretty good point guard. Jimmy Butler as a shooting guard, who is going to say no to that? It's virtual, so we don't need to worry about him ruining our virtual locker room. That's one of the nice things. Uh, Looking ahead to some of the other players, you have DeMarcus Cousins. What about that? What about having a DeMarcus Cousins reunion? Is there any way DeMarcus Cousins would decide to come back? It's worth a shot, right? I figure we'll put out as many feelers as possible to some of these top-tier talented players and hope for the best. You never know. Maybe one of these guys is actually going to decide, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that's a pretty good fit. So we put a ton of feelers in day one of the moratorium, and we'll see if anyone agrees. We have Jimmy Butler actually does agree to stay or does does agree to come here which is a pretty good option Willie Cauley-Stein however we have to renounce his rights in order to make this work it looks like we don't have any other way to do it if we renounce everyone's rights so we renounced all the rights can we do it that way and we cannot so Willie Cauley-Stein we have to renounce his rights so he is probably going to be leaving DeMarcus Cousins decides to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers Kevin Durant signs with the Philadelphia 76ers Interesting. So not a bad deal for us. We end up getting Jimmy Butler out of the mix. I mean, that's pretty solid as far as the first offseason is concerned. Maybe if we can grab a little more cap space, that could help us out by trying to get rid of Bismarck Biombo, and maybe we can still re-sign Willie Cauley-Stein. Looks like uh, the 76ers will offer us a first-round pick. I'm not even going to look at anything else. It's a done deal. We're taking the first-round pick, jumping into day two of the moratorium. I'm looking to see if that gives us enough, and it does. So during the moratorium, we were able to get that cap hold back onto Willie Cauley-Stein, but we did renounce the rights of everyone else because none of the other players we had rights for were worth trying to re-sign. The one thing we have learned throughout these simulations is it is super crucial to make sure that you go through the moratorium before you try to offer your own players. If you try to offer ahead of time, sometimes there's a little bit of a glitch in the game where what happens is you end up losing the player or he ends up signing a a less lucrative deal. So, for example, you might offer him a five-year deal. He agrees to sign it, and then right before the moratorium ends, it switches over and you have him just to a one-year deal, which doesn't do us any good. So Willie Cauley-Stein is prepared to accept an offer from the Nets. We're going to be given the opportunity to match that contract. So he, was, he wanted uh, less years and less money. 
If that's what he wants, that's what he wants. We are going to match that, though. So we will match Willie Cauley-Stein. We offered him a four-year max. He decided to take a three-year less than max. At That's his call, I guess. We're on the hook for less money and less years. That does bring us to 15 players. So we just need to grab our two-way guys. So we'll look to grab our two-way players, and then we will finish off the rest of the offseason, including training camps. Come back at you at the beginning of Season 2. Take a look at tra- take a look at the roster. Take a look at power rankings and see how the team is looking for Season 2. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are rebuilding the Sacramento Kings. All right, so going over the roster for Season 2, we have Jimmy Butler, De'Aaron Fox, Willie Cauley-Stein, Marvin Bagley III, Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Nemanja Bielica, Scali Bissier, Moses Brown, Harry Giles, Kavon Moore, Justin Jackson, Javon Quinterly, Robert Woodard II, Courtney Ramsey, Lonnie Ireland, and then our two-way players actually are Lonnie Ireland and Mitchell Gill, a center and a shooting guard. So, not a bad-looking squad as far as year two of this Kings rebuild is concerned. Looking at the power rankings, again, we are the Kings. So NBA.com has us as the ninth-best team in the league. 2K Sports tends to be a little more tough. They have us as 23. And looking at Mark Spears, he has us as ninth. So I don't know, top 10, that seems like a lofty goal. Pretty high expectations, but you never know. Could get lucky there. So we'll jump ahead to the all-star break and the trade deadline take a look at how this team is faring jumping back in before the trade deadline we actually had a pretty big trade we got offered and we had to accept buddy healed we traded for og ananobi and a first round pick i mean you can't beat that i think believe it was top three protected but even at a protection level like that the raptors are such a solid team you're getting that pick so i was not too worried about that and i thought it was definitely worth it now it did drop our chemistry just a little bit but we were already pretty low at that point because of all the changes we made in the offseason, including our coach, by the way. We did end up picking up Michael Stoffer as our coach because that was a huge upgrade to the coach we had previously, Dave Yeager. So we are now sitting at 16-17 and 17 on the season. We'll actually simulate through the rest of the season, come back at you at the end of the year and see how the team is looking and what young pieces are succeeding so far and what young pieces are maybe a little bit more of a disappointment. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League show on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and this is Rebuilding the Sacramento Kings. All right, so definitely an improvement in Season 2. 42-40 and 40 is our record. We have Giannis is your MVP as far as the superlatives. Zion Williamson is the rookie of the year. Ja Morant is your sixth man of the year. Anthony Davis, defensive player and most improved. Coach of the year is Mike D'Antoni. So let's see if we make any of the lists for all NBA. Not first or second team and not third team. Jimmy Butler does not make the list. Does he make all defensive team? Hopefully. Yep, he does. So Jimmy Butler is all defensive team for all-defensive second team, I should say, for the Kings. All-rookie, do we have anyone make that list? And we do not, unfortunately, probably because a lot of our rookies were late bloomers, to say the least. How about this? Our Sacramento Kings, 42-40, and 40, are the sixth seed. We are taking on the three-seed Oklahoma City Thunder. So starting off, we are down one game to zero, two to zero, not too surprising, but still a nice improvement over last season, obviously. 3-0, and and it looks like we're going to get swept, and we do. 
Looking at the box score, Jimmy Butler and DeAndre or De'Aaron Fox lead the way, getting some good production production out of Willie Cauley Stein, 12, 10, and 3. So pretty good uh, options there. The one guy that really, really let's just say it, he sucked. Marvin Bagley, look at this, 29 minutes, two points, three rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. Zero turnovers, I guess, if we're going to look at the glass half full statistic. So that's going to do it for year number two. In offseason number three, we're going to need some guys to really take the next step. One thing we're going to really need is to get a better trainer. So our trainer previously that we got in this last offseason is a B+. Because he's not in the A category, we only get three or two training camps instead of three. So it's going to be very crucial to building up a team to have more training camps so we can make the players' potential that much higher. So it's going to be a big offseason for us. And we actually do have first-round picks this year, thank goodness, which we did not last offseason. So we're going to be hopefully able to uh, grab a pretty solid player. Now, we did grab the 2020 draft class that was created by someone else. So it is user-created. The one thing we've noticed about this draft class is when they say it features LaMelo Ball, they are not kidding as he's one of the only decent players in it. So that's going to be one thing to look forward to. League meetings, nothing happens there. Jumping to the draft lottery. I'm hoping that we have a pick from the trades that we made, and we did. This is how it's done. We are sitting at possibly a top three pick. We unfortunately lose the pick. The unfortunate thing is the Hornets won the lottery, and we had it lottery, not lottery protected, but top three protected. So they were so bad that we actually did not get the pick. Our own pick is going to be sitting at number 18, it looks like. So not too shabby. Maybe we can make some sort of a deal and find a way to actually grab him. Uh, or I should say grab that first-round pick this season from the Hornets. Uh, it's worth a look, at least, to see if maybe we can get something done. We are going to look to firstly grab our new trainer to get that extra training camp and then jump ahead to the draft and the rest of the offseason. All right, so we're at the draft. It it took a little uh, trading, unfortunately, but we ended up having to make some – All right, so we are at the draft. We traded actually for the second pick in this draft. We had to trade a lot of future considerations, unfortunately. So that was part of the uh, downside here. And because we did that, we're having some issues with trying to make trades with some of the other teams here. So we don't have a lot of options, but at number two, we were hoping to get LaMelo Ball just because he's the best player in this draft class. But unfortunately, he went number one. Go figure. There's still some good players, so what we're going to hopefully do is... So Cole Anthony is 19 years of age and 80 overall. So I'm hoping we can take him since we just drafted him and maybe look to do a proposed trade where we trade the rights to Cole Anthony to uh, the team that actually took LaMelo Ball. So I think it's worth it if we can make that deal. But unfortunately, I don't know that the the Hornets are going to be willing to make that sort of a trade. But... In terms of uh, the talent, both those players are going to work out really well for either of our teams, so I'm not too concerned either way. Depending on which way we go, I think we're, we're pretty well off in either scenario. Just seeing what happens, they are... Yep, they're willing to do it if we include a second-round pick, which we obviously are. So we have drafted LaMelo Ball. He ends up being the pick here. I know we already have De'Aaron Fox, but... If, you're, if you have two really solid players at that one position, I think we're going to be okay. I'm not that worried about it. 
We do have a second round pick still available. We have a number of uh, young players actually that are available in this draft class, which could end up working to our favor. Uh, we have some, it's all centers, unfortunately. That's the only downside is it's nonstop centers. The only non-center, we have a guy named Blake Neely, who is 19 years of age, a C minus overall, seven foot one wingspan, which is pretty good. But Guy Carl is definitely the best player available. He is a center. We're just going to take him. We actually do have the very next pick. So we have two picks straight in a row. With the next pick, it might not be a bad option to take Blake Neely. So that's what we'll do. We'll grab Blake Neely as well. So really done a good job in the draft so far in years one and years two of the draft anyways. So we're going to uh, – I think it's a good idea to sign all those players. We'll take a look. We have LaMelo Ball, who is – 18 years of age, he is a 78 overall. We have Guy Carl, the center, who is 70 overall. I think we're going to sign him. And then we have the last one is Blake Neely. We will try to see if we can grab him to a two-way, but unfortunately we already have one. So we're going to let him walk and maybe try to grab him in the free agency period for a two-way contract if we can. So we'll jump through the rest of the offseason and take a look and see what we can build, and then we'll come back at you at the beginning of Season 3 and take a look at the team and the power rankings, and hopefully we can make another run in the playoffs. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Net channel. We are the NBA 2K League show, and we are currently rebuilding the Sacramento Kings. All right, taking a look at the roster going into year number three, we have De'Aaron Fox, LaMelo Ball, Javon Quinterly, and Courtney Ramsey. As our point guards, we have Jimmy Butler and Bogdan Bogdanovich as our shooting guards. Kavon Moore, OG Ananobi, and Robert Woodard II as our small forwards. Marvin Bagley III, Scali Bissier, and then Blake Padgett as our power forwards. Blake Padgett is our two-way player. We then have centers Willie Cauley-Stein, Moses Brown, Harry Giles, Guy Carl, which is an all-time great name for 2K, and Drew Wade, who is a two-way player as well. Looking at the standings and then jumping to the power rankings. NBA.com has us as the fifth best team. 2K Sports has been our biggest critic, has us up to 17. We'll take that. And Mark Spears has us as fifth. So kind of a mixed bag based on what we're looking at in the power ranking section. But I like our chances and I like our squad. So we will simulate as usual through to the trade deadline, see how well the team can do. And kind of go from there in year number three of this rebuild of the Sacramento Kings. So I was not that impressed with how good we had been in year three, with especially with Jimmy Butler. So I thought maybe, maybe virtual Jimmy is killing our virtual locker room. Even though that might be absurd, I was like, I don't like it. But I was going to keep him and hopefully... They'd continue to build around him. But unfortunately, I just didn't like what our record was looking like. So we actually traded Jimmy Butler. We actually got an offer from the Lakers. So Jimmy Butler for Brandon Ingram was the basics of it. And ever since we made that trade, we have been much, much better than we were with Jimmy. We are up to 36-29. and 29. This team is looking way better than we were with Jimmy Butler. So... There it is. We have decided to move on, and we are simulating through the rest of the season. 37-30 and 30 is our record currently, and we are looking to make uh, hopefully a few more strides here in the end of the Western Conference race and come back at you there and see how the team is doing. All right, year, year three comes to a close. We just did improve to 44-38. and 38. MVP is your Russell Westbrook. Cole Anthony is the rookie of the year, the player we had originally selected, but we traded. 
Sixth man of the year is Yam Morant again. He's a created player, I guess, with the Brooklyn Nets. Defensive player of the year is Kawhi Leonard. Most improved is Chris Dunn. Good for you, Chris. Coach of the year is Nick Nurse once again. Looking at all NBA teams, kind of interesting to see if we have any of our guys make it or if Jimmy does. Jimmy does not make any of the all-NBA all teams. He does make the all-defensive second team, so they've got that going for him. Looking at the all-rookie teams, we did have LaMelo Ball make all-rookie first team, so nothing wrong with that. And we make the playoffs. We are the seventh seed. So better record, but lower seed. And we're taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder again. So two years in a row, we are taking on the same team. I'm hoping better results, but not so far. We got blown out in game one, 104 to 77. Game number two, same result, 100 to 73. We got blown out again. Game number three, uh, another blowout, 125 to 99. And I'm sorry, but let's just, here comes the sweep. And we are swept. We lost that last one. Uh, hey, much closer, 92 to 88. So we are learning, apparently. Marvin Bagley the third though, much better in this season's playoffs. 22 points, 12 rebounds, and an assist with two blocks. So that's not too shabby. Eight or 16 points, two rebounds, and assist, and two steals for Brandon Ingram. LaMelo Ball, 13-4-3. De'Aaron Fox, 8-5-5. So the team is improving, just not maybe as fast as we had hoped, but we are trending in the right direction. Again, when we did this the first two times, first with the Magic, we got steady improvements, no championship. With the Wolves, they seem to get worse and worse, and then in year five, we somehow won the championship. So maybe it's one of those things where it's somewhere in the middle ground, where maybe in years four and five, we're going to make a big jump. We shall see how the Kings end up making it through. Western Conference Finals, we're looking at the Jazz. Wow, the Jazz end up winning the Western Conference. And two games to two and three games to three. Ooh, they lose a close one. In seven games, the Raptors end up taking the Finals. And Kawhi Leonard is your MVP. So not a bad situation there. Very good for the Jazz. You don't see that too often. Jumping ahead to the league meetings. And does anything get approved? Yes. Opposing teams will enter a 1 plus 1 bonus after 5 team fouls and a full bonus after 10 team fouls in a single quarter. That's the only thing we've seen actually get approved so far through this simulation. Jumping ahead to the draft lottery. I don't know that we have much going on here. We could possibly get the Washington pick. We actually made a trade, and so maybe we could get that pick. Looks like that might be the only one that we have a chance at getting. And unfortunately, we lose that pick because the Wizards uh, did have some protections on there. So as far as picks are concerned, the only one we have is going to be Philadelphia's pick we had traded for. We actually had to trade our pick last season uh, to make a trade there. The one thing would be nice to do, this is the Jalen Green draft class. And Jalen Green gets absolutely spectacular. If there's any way for us to be able to grab him, it is definitely going to be worth it, although it's going to be really tough. So we'll simulate through the staff signings, get to the draft, and hopefully make a big splash in free agency. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are rebuilding the Sacramento Kings. All right, in a bold move, we ended up trading LaMelo Ball and Ronnie Hollis Jefferson and a future first for the number one overall pick, which is Jalen Green, who gets very, very good in these simulations. So it's definitely worth uh, taking a shot there. I'm, I'm very pleased 
at what we have to build around with that. And it balances our team a little better. Our Two of our top players aren't point guards now because Jalen Green is a shooting guard, and he can slide right in and be able to start with the rest of that squad. I'm very pleased with what we're building here. So now you're talking De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Green, Brandon Ingram, Marvin Bagley III, Harry Giles. You can't – it doesn't get any better than that. And your oldest player is – is sitting there at 23 years of age. I mean, you can't beat that. So love what this Sacramento Kings team is starting to look like. And we actually grabbed a couple other rookies that could end up being decent. So got some pretty good depth going forward here. We have a number of guides available. Listen to this for some qualifying offers. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine guys, all with qualifying offers available to us. Um, the only guy that we might nope. Well, actually, we'll we'll send the qualifying offer to every single player. the The reason why you do that is because then you do have the option of being able to match on players because it makes them restricted. Definitely, one hundred percent worth it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, throughout most of these simulations, to make sure you do that, because you don't want to take the chance to lose guys that in the end end up being pretty good players for you. Whether it's uh, you know two way guys that took the next step, whether it's rookies that whose contracts are just ending. There's reasons to grab both of them, and so it makes a lot of sense. So we're at the moratorium. First thing, of course, is grabbing our two-way guys, re-signing as many players as we can. We're at 10 players currently, and we'll come back at you at the start of next season. That'll be season number four. We've got two seasons left to hopefully win a championship. All right, taking a look at our roster, I got to say, I think we are pretty stacked. I'm going to be very pleased here. Point guards, we have De'Aaron Fox, Jevon Quinterly, and our rookie, Neil Bolton. We have Jalen Green and Bogdan Bogdanovich are our shooting guards. Small forwards, we have a lot of these, but it gives you some nice position flexibility. So Brandon Ingram, Kavon Moore. We actually had Robert Covington. We got a trade for him. OG Ananobi, Robert Woodward II. And then we have two uh, small forwards that are actually two-way players, Leroy Black and Richie Strickland. Power forwards, Marvin Bagley III and Scal Labissiere. Centers, we have Harry Giles, Moses Brown, and Guy Carl. So an absolutely fantastic roster. I think we got a pretty good shot of making a run here in year number two. We have NBA.com Power Rankings has us at number five. 2K Sports lists us a little further up than they were last time, 17th, or maybe right around the same. And Mark Spears has us as sixth. So, again, a little bit of a mixed bag, but I like our chances in year number four. Again, this year and then one other year, and we are done, and we are you know, that we're stuck with whatever the results are at that point. So hopefully this team is going to be able to take those next steps because it's going to be super crucial for us to make the playoffs and make a run here in year number four and maybe win a championship in this year or the next because, again, we want to match our best effort, which was rebuilding the Timberwolves. So we have actually disabled at this point CPU trade offers because, we, number one, we like the, C, they like the team as is. And there's not a lot of trade offers that are going to necessarily take us to that next level. And we want to keep the chemistry as high as possible. I like our chances here in year number four. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League show here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We're off to a little bit of a slow start. But again, once the chemistry really starts to build, this is going to be a really, really solid team. And we'll come back at you at the trade deadline as per usual and take a look at the team as a whole and see where we stand. I'm not completely sure what happened here, but this team is absolutely, no joke, this team is absolutely terrible. So despite the fact that I feel like we've got a, a pretty good team and I love the roster, we are, like, we can't win games. 
the chemistry is is really really bad. We just finally got into the 80s with the chemistry. We're starting to build up a little bit, but I mean we stink 21 and 41 right now at this stage. I made no trades just in hopes we can get that chemistry up, but we stink. We are one of the best defensive teams in the league, but for some reason we struggle to score, which is unfortunate. And in looking at the roster, it's especially surprising given how good the players themselves are, like as individuals. But for some reason, as a team, they just stink. We're, we're dropping down into the 70s again now with the chemistry. I mean, if you look at, at the actual players themselves that they're over, look at this. Marvin Bagley III is a 90. De'Aaron Fox, a 90. Brandon Ingram, an 87. Bogdan Bogdanovich, an 83. Jalen Green, an 83. You have Harry Giles is an 83. Kayvon Moore is an 82. Moses Brown is an 81. Robert Covington is an 80. Scala Bissier is an 80. I mean, that's a lot of lot. I mean, that's a ton, a ton of talent, just top to bottom. And yet this team cannot win games. The only thing I can think of is that we maybe try to upgrade coaching in the offseason, but even that might not do it. We've got Michael Stauffer, who's an A and an A as far as offense and defense. We have a defensive-minded assistant coach. Maybe we look to make him more offensive-minded, but... Generally, in these simulations, you want to be as good at defense as possible. But, man, we absolutely stink. And the worst part is we don't even have our pick because we made trades to get the solid team that we have now. And so there's not a lot of options in the offseason, and we have no cap space. So we are definitely hand-strung at this point, and I'm, I'm not sure what the best course of action is going to be going into year number five. So this was a complete bust. We finished the year at 25 and 57. That's bad. I mean, that's bad. Superlatives, MVP is Steph Curry. RJ Hampton is your rookie of the year. J.A. Morant, again, is your sixth man. Crazy. Anthony Davis is defensive player of the year. Most improved is Jaron Jackson Jr. Steve Kerr is your coach of the year. Maybe we can get Steve Kerr. Maybe they fire him and we have a shot. You never really know. Looking at our team Nobody made the All-NBA first, second, or third team, unfortunately. Looking at the All-Defensive team, no one made that team either. All-Rookie team, you would hope, yep, Jalen Green it made the All-Rookie first team. So, you know, at least we got that going for us. We obviously did not make the playoffs. That is not a shock with how poorly we played in this simulation. We got one year to go. This offseason is going to be incredibly crucial just because we don't have a lot of options. We have the team that we have, and we can't make a ton of changes. Hopefully in this offseason, maybe a change to the coaching staff, maybe some sort of a depth change, but ultimately we're pretty much with the roster that we have. We don't have a lot of options in terms of change, and I don't know that we necessarily want to make changes. I mean, top to bottom, that's an absolutely solid squad, a squad that I'm, I would love to play around with in terms of actually playing the games instead of simulating because there's so much talent there. I'd be I'm I'm just shocked at how poorly they've played. Your NBA champions for a second year in a row are the Kawhi Leonard led Toronto Raptors. So kudos to the Toronto Raptors in these simulations. They are getting the job done. We are the ones that have struggled. Starting at league meetings, maybe they change some sort of rule that just is like the Kings are allowed to win every game. Teams can now trade first round picks in consecutive years. That would have been great earlier. It doesn't really help us much now. So We'll have to watch that going forward to see if anyone makes any trades this offseason. Jumping to the draft lottery, again, sucks we do not have our pick, I don't believe, anyways. 
And it is actually we do we do have our pick. So we have the third pick in the draft. I was thinking we had actually traded that, but we did not. So we are we actually moved up a little bit too. We have the second pick in the draft. I, I mean, I, I guess that's something, right? Hopefully, it's a it's a strong draft class. Taking a look at our team here, so we have a defensive minded assistant coach. Michael Stauffer is an absolutely fantastic coach. Here's the deal, though. Steve Kerr and Brad Stevens are both available. But I can't do it. I can't make that change. On the off chance we don't get one of them, we can't do it. We're going to stick with Michael Stauffer and hope for the best. We're going to stick with Jock Vaughn as our assistant coach. We are, again, just going to hope for the best because these are good coaches. And I, I can't take the chance that we don't get someone else. So we're going to stick with who we have here. Jumping to pre-draft workouts. Pre-draft workouts is where you're able to determine what kind of a draft class this is. And unfortunately, it is a really crappy draft class. Like, next level crappy. So we're going to probably hope to make some trades here. Because I think that's going to be our only option in terms of trying to improve going into year number five. So we've got a number of different options for trades. You know, we're not going to trade Fox, Ingram, those kind of guys. But maybe Bogdan Bogdanovich would be a guy we'd look to move. I don't know that he is necessarily getting the job done. You look at some of the other pieces, and you know we have a number of guys that are under contract now, or that are up for contracts. So we're going to have some options available to us. So we're going to stick with the draft pick as is, but I don't love it just because there's no, there's almost nothing available that's of any consequence. Looking at the the guys that are available, the best player available is a 23 year old, a shooting guard, Carlton Ellis Jr. And he is a shooting guard, and he is – but he's – here's the deal. He's a shooting guard that's terrible at shooting threes. So we've got that going for us. We have one of our uh, options is a terrible player. We also have a guy named Gordon Duncan. He's an A-plus three-point shooter. We're going to grab him. His overall is not as high, but if he's going to be able to hit threes, I think that's going to be something we can actually use. And, again, this is our last season. We can't take a guy that's a project. We need a guy that can help right away, and grabbing an A-plus three-point shooter, hopefully it helps our depth. Because at that point, this is all we have going for us. We also might look to grab someone in the – we have a, a second-round pick, and we'll grab just whoever the best player available is, honestly, because that's all we have going for us at this stage. So we grab two rookies. We'll sign them both on the off chance that one of them can pan out. But, again, a really crappy draft class. We really were unfortunate as far as, you know, you get a really high draft pick, and both the players are pretty crappy. So not exactly ideal. We have no player options or team options available. Qualifying offers, we have a million of those. We will extend to everybody because our hope is that we can bring all these players back because we don't have a lot of options in terms of being able to actually become better this season. There is one player available that's an unrestricted free agent that's actually incredible. Donnie Kelly is his name. Unrestricted, 19 years of age and 80 overall. So, I mean, there's definitely some options available to us in free agency. We'll take a look, see what we can do, and then jump ahead to the regular season. All right, so here we are in the final season of our simulations. We start with the rosters. We have Darren Fox, Javon Quinterly, Neil Bolton, and we have Peter Jackson, who is the director of The Lord of the Rings, as well as our two-way player. Gordon Duncan and Jalen Green are our shooting guards. We have Brandon Ingram, Kavon Moore. We have Aaron Wiggins. I don't know who this is. And OG Ananobi. Aaron Wiggins is uh, 22 years of age and 81 overall, so not bad. Marvin Bagley and Scal are our power forwards. And then centers, we have Harry Giles, Moses Brown, Guy Carl, and Martin Green. 
So I, this is a squad. I mean, this is an absolute squad. We've got a 71% chemistry going into the season. I like – I'm not going to say I like our chances because it just seems like every single time I say that, we underperform. But looking at power rankings, NBA.com has us four. 2K Sports has us – ah, oh, they still don't like us. 19th, Mark Spears, fifth. So if history is to repeat itself, they do not love us, and I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing at this point. So we're just going to jump right in. We are going to hope here in year number five this team can finally start winning some games. We start off 4-0, 4 4-2, 4-3. Yikes, not good. All right, 5-3. and three. All right, so we're starting off. Uh, it's a mixed bag. Let's just say that. A lot of back and forth, win-loss, win-loss. Not a lot of consistency. This is the uh, same song and dance we had the first few years. I'm hoping we can find a way to turn this around, but I don't love it. We're going to hopefully, I don't know, at the end of the year, find a way to move move in the right direction. I'm not sure what the answer is going to be at this point, but we will come back at you either at the trade deadline or at the end of the season, depending on how we're doing. Again, you're listening to the NBA 2K League show on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are simulating the rebuild of the Sacramento Kings. All right, it is sort of a mixed bag. Again, still, we are 30 and 24. We are going to, man, it's tough to decide what to do. Our team is 30 and 24. Our chemistry is 83%. I just think we have to stick with it. I don't think we can make any changes at this point. I think it's too late. Trade deadline is going to pass. Boom, there it passes. We have got to hope that this team just finds a way to continue to win games. But, man, it's been a struggle. I don't know what it is. I mean, the talent's there. It's a fantastic roster. Very quality head coaches. Uh, The training staff is good. There's no injuries anyways, but at least in terms of getting guys to that next level of potential, we've been able to do that. But they just cannot win consistently, which is so frustrating. But still, 35 and 26. So we got a shot here to maybe make a run here in the last season of this Kings rebuild. But... It's real tough to go all in. They just can't consistently win games. 37-28. and 28. We got to finish strong or it's, it's just going to be bad. We're one game, uh, no, sorry, two games away from being at 40 wins. If we could get, what, 45-46 wins, I think we gotta, we'd have a decent seed. But it seems like every time I jump in, all right, 40 and 30 is where we're at right now. Coming down to the wire. You know, it seems like we'll win two games, we'll lose two games, no consistent. Oh, we just beat the two-time champion Raptors, and we blew them out of the water. So that's a good start. Close loss to the Warriors. So we're proving we can we can match up against some pretty tough teams here, but the consistency is just not there. Forty-two and thirty-four season is coming down to the wire. We are matching. We just matched our best record, which is forty-four wins. We've still got a few games left. Hopefully we can break that streak. Man, we, we can't win games consistently. It's so frustrating. Loss, loss, loss. And we did it. Last game of the season. We had our best season as a team, 45 and 37. Still not great, but at least it's a step in the right direction. In year five, that's all we can hope for. And now we got we to gotta find a way to, to have this simulation end on a good note, but it's not looking great. Superlatives, MVP Zion Williamson. Lowell Stevens is your Rookie of the Year. Ja Morant is again Sixth Man of the Year. I've never seen that. Defensive Player of the Year, Anthony Davis. Dedrick Poole is your Most Improved. And Steve Kerr is your Coach of the Year. So 
We'll see what happens here. Maybe grabbing Steve Kerr would have been the answer, but I didn't want to take a chance that we missed out. All NBA first, second, and third teams. Unfortunately, none of us make it there. Looking at the all defensive teams, and no one on that list either. As far as rookies are concerned, no one there either. So we finish as the seven seed, taking on the two seed Portland Trailblazers. At least we're not taking on the Thunder. I guess there's that. We had a close loss in game one to the Trailblazers, 124-120. We, uh, we get, we get uh, another close loss. We lose by 14. It's, you know, it's not terrible in game number two. Game number three is another close loss by 12. It's looking like that's all she wrote for this squad. It's, it's really unfortunate. Yep, eliminated. So we didn't even win a single game in the playoffs. This was unfortunate. We really, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. So, unfortunately, this Kings rebuild did not go the way we planned. Hopefully, maybe we do another one down the road. Again, you've been listening to the NBA 2K League show on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. That's going to do it for this week's show. And until next time, keep it 2000. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world-first all-in-one console solution for podcasters of all levels. Featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color-coded sound effect pads, four high-power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com. Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems the new l2 xl2 and m2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience loud enough for any environment and i kid you not you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house this is the most powerful bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today check them out on twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co.